0: This is the Danger Close Podcast. Beyond the books with me, Jack Carr. Welcome to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. All right, what's been going on? The next novel in the James Reese saga, In the Blood, is out on May 17th. Audio ebook and hardcover. The Chris Pratt Terminal List series coming to Amazon Prime. July 1st. Book tour dates should be out there. You can go to officialjackcar.com or follow me on the social channels at jackcarusa to find those tour dates, times, and locations. Hopefully, I will see you out there on tour. Now, let's get to some negative reviews. All right. These are always fun. Here we go. Let's see. The terminal list. Hmm. The author knows how to write and write well. The violence is over the top. Jack Carr does not like Democrats. Well, that's not actually true. I just don't like people who are trying to take away uh, my natural rights. How about that? I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Here we go. The terminal list. And here we go. High marks for action, lower marks for credibility, lots of revenge killings. This is true. This is true. The terminal list. Here we go. One thing that really bugged me about this book is all of the handholding. Interesting. I get that it's not Heart of Darkness, but have some respect for the audience. We live in a country that endlessly glorifies military service and buys Call of Duty every year without failure. We don't need several sentences of explanation detailing every acronym, military process, or weapon system. I get that this dude is a gear guy, but authenticity goes out the window when every other noun needs an explanation. It's the book equivalent of watching John Wick with my shooting buddies. (laughs) I like it. We don't need to pause the movie every two minutes to pull up a Terran tactical video or discuss his custom slides. I get that the author is trying to put his own spin on the American action hero, but the character waxing poetic about name brands isn't interesting enough to set him apart from all the rest of the guys called J.R. Like John Rambo, Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher. Mm Mm-hmm. James Reese. Get it. (laughs) Awesome. Actually, talk with this about, uh, talk uh, to David Morrell, who wrote, of course, First Blood back in 1972. We're coming up on the 50th anniversary of its publication and has never been out of print. And we talk about how I came up with James Reese. So pretty cool. Uh, Someone actually, it took someone... I think that first year after the first book came out, somebody brought up and said, hey, did you know that uh, James Reese is also uh, J.R., John Rambo, Jack Ryan, uh, Jack Reacher? And I hadn't even thought of it because of where it uh, where it came from. So anyway, you can check out that podcast, uh, dropping in late May, which coincides with the publication date of First Blood back in 1972. But of course, he wasn't J.R. then. He was just Rambo. Hollywood gave him the John. Mm-hmm. And then he became John Rambo for the novelizations of Rambo First Blood Part Two and Rambo Three. just in case you're ever on Jeopardy and need to know that important information. All right, here's another one for the terminal list. I couldn't even get through this book. The constant annoying abbreviations, the political hate, the far-fetched plot. Rent this one from the library. I've never heard of that, renting it from the library. Uh, anyway, if you're so inclined, I'll stick to other authors' Good choice. Here we go. Next one. Terminal list. Losing touch with reality and not being able to differentiate fact from fiction is something people need to keep in check. All right. (laughs) Don't read my next ones. Here we go. True Believer. Dragged on and on. Too much wasted space. Not like the first book, which I gave a five. Eh, Can't win them all. Next one. True Believer. Boring. Endless details about poaching in Africa. No rage left. Only liberal imperialism returned for a refund. At least there's that. True believer, this book was a real struggle to get through. The first book in this series has some flaws, but was otherwise a decent story. This second effort is all flaws (laughs) and a laughable story. The redacted parts are mostly centered around one location for a training site that easily could have been moved somewhere else. It doesn't matter in the context of the story. Well, I actually made it up and the government took it out. So what does that tell you? I actually won that on appeal. So if you go to the paperback version of True Believer, you can see the exact location, which is Morocco. And because they took it out of the first one, I had no idea there was a secret black site there. Or maybe they're playing me as a double. Maybe they just want me to say that. Yeah, who knows? Here we go. The only reason I can imagine it was left in was to build up some street cred for the author. Yeah, not really. Made it up. Uh, What should have been redacted was the campy dialogue throughout. That's a pretty good line. True believer. Nope. (laughs) Got 3% in. Yeah, electronic book reader. So done with the international spy, who's a hand-to-hand combat expert, a world-class cyber cryptographer. I don't think he is. And fluent in multi Well, he has struggles with the languages, but all right. Whose hobbies include nuclear physics. They don't. Ultra marathons. Uh, not really. That doesn't come in until the, the next book. Religious studies. He does do a little, little studying in this one. It, you know, it's important to evolve and adapt and learn for some people. Raising hybrid grape varieties and is tall and handsome. All right, you know, he he might be tall and handsome. Outside of all that, there's no story here. Just reminiscences about the first book. Couldn't do it. Yeah, that was not your book. True Believer, too much graphic violence. That I'll take. Savage Sun. another muddled mishmash of right-wing ideology and tropes. Competently written but suitable only for the tastes of Trump cultists. Apparently, in the latest installment, our hero has made enemies and they are hunting him. Naturally, he kills them all. Spoiler alert. Don't worry. I won't tell anybody. Here we go. The print is too small. I <laughs> can barely read the words. Too small print. Uh, frowny face is actually written in here. Well, lucky for you, all of the books come in large print editions or if you get an ebook i think you can change the font not positive but uh these ones so on my covers i try to to make sure that hey there's no finger on the trigger that it's the right pistol all these things but when it comes to the large print books and the international versions i just let them fly because there's some uh especially in the large print editions uh here we got a finger on the trigger right here we got an interesting type of a tank top going on right there but uh these are kind of fun but they do exist in large print for you here we go. Savage Sun. I feel like it plays well to a specific audience who would get all the many, 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 many military references and name brand drops. So while I would prefer an actual word picture of the clothing, coffee, weapon, car, tank, helicopter, etc. Just referencing the Black Rifle Coffee Company brings its own visual description. I suppose you would be correct. Savage Sun, 300 pages of narrative exposition, 100 pages of actual plot. If you like action novels, skip this one. Well, that wasn't very nice. The Devil's Hand. Damn it. I really like this series, but The Devil's Hand was not my cup of tea. The first 50% of this book, another ebook reader, that's good to know. I enjoyed and was feeling giddy while reading it. When I got to 52% where the president addresses the nation, I just couldn't take it. I'm tired of hearing about COVID and bio-warfare. I skipped to the 80% mark, and I enjoyed every single page from there to the end. I had to dock one extra star because we're still waiting on his revenge kill. Well, you might actually like in the blood. So that's for you, my friend. Here we go, The Devil's Hand. I received all four books at Christmas. Merry Christmas. And burned right through the first three. This last one had me rereading several pages to ensure I had read them properly. I found the political structure skewed. I realize it's fiction, but the characters moved to fantasy when the author tried to incorporate real life and political persuasions. I don't mind at all when an author brings in politics, but some sense of realism is necessary. I mean, portraying a Democrat president, doing and believing, as the character does in this novel is a reach, and difficult to wade through and the opposing party acting in the way portrayed not even close to what we see today. Are you sure? The Devil's Hand. Aside from the questionable politics, the first three books were a lot of fun, but this latest one almost feels like he either didn't have an editor or has slowly gone insane and alienated a huge audience. While I ignored the politics in previous books, they become front and center here and aren't suitable at all. All. He also had a habit of weaving product placement into his writing and has doubled down on that, too. Yes, The Devil's Hand should probably be your last Jack Carr novel. The Devil's Hand. Here we go. Reading Carr's books, there are a lot of little jolts on the political and geopolitical end that reveal a painful naivete on his subjects. But there are also nuggets of real gold, serious insights. He's a relatively new writer so I hope he bones up on the realities based on national interests in geopolitics and actual currents in politics. Right now, his lobbyists and other political players are often comical caricatures of what actually happens, and some of his heroes are implausibly Homeric in their virtues. What's that over there? The Odyssey. The Iliad. Still in print. Mm. Sentimentality bubbles up so frequently and intensely that it often comes off cheap and contrived. I'm a little fearful that he is convinced that he has the political and geopolitical elements down pat. I hope not. If he smooths out his flaws, he will be one of the greats. Huh. For his action sequences are spectacular and marvelously crafted. Thank you. I will take that. The Devil's Hand. Nothing new here. Equal parts wish fulfillment and shameless product placement. That said, the author keeps a fast pace and mostly sticks to his lane. Someday, I am going to be shocked and read some truth mixed in beyond what type of sunglasses the author prefers. Gators. Danger close. Mm. Zero stars. I don't care about you at all. Well, that's just not very nice. Navy Federal Credit Union, the name would suggest that it is just for members of the Navy, but that's not true. It is open to all members of the military, regardless of branch, veterans, and their families. So go to navyfederal.org, check them out. Federally insured by NCUA. They have uh, certainly financed a few of my motorcycles over the years. I've been a member since 1996. So uh, car loans, home loans, motorcycle loans, whatever it might be, be sure to check them out. And if you're just getting started and need some help investing, they can help you there too. So be sure and check out navyfederal.org. I want to thank my friends at Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring the Danger Close podcast. I've been a huge fan for the longest time. Drink Black Rifle Coffee every day. And if you keep your eyes peeled, you will notice that perhaps Chris Pratt is wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt, not unsimilar to this one, in the Amazon series adaptation of the Terminal List. Now, you can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Danger Close and use code DANGERCLOSE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Black Rifle Coffee, America's Coffee, keep crushing. Thank you so much to Six Hour for jumping right on board out of the gate to make this podcast possible. Obviously, I am a huge Sig fan, having carried the P226 on every deployment downrange in the SEAL teams. Uh, but... SIG was a supporter. They were friends well before uh, I was a New York Times bestselling author, uh, well before I even had an Instagram account or any social media presence whatsoever. So thank you guys all so much. Uh, Ron, Tom, Jason, everybody at SIG who gets up every day and continues to crush it and lead. Way. SIG is always adapting. They're always at the forefront, whether it is firearms for citizens, whether it's firearms for our military, ammo, suppressors, optics, training, fire control units. They are doing it all and they are always pushing, pushing that envelope and trying to do it better each and every day through innovation and adaptation, they crush. So thank you so much for that friendship and support. Uh, It will never be forgotten. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Danger Close an Ironclad Original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. And I'm going to take these negative reviews right here and I'm going to put them over here to reference later. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to officialjackcar.com, see what's going on there, sign up for the newsletter, and follow me on the social channels at Jack Carr USA. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care out there. Stay safe. Be strong. Keep fighting. you missed it on a recent episode of danger close an ironclad original Jack Carr sat down with former presidential candidate, Tulsi Gabbard. Set aside all the labels, mm. you know, oh, well, because I've been getting asked this a lot, like, well, are you left or are you right? Are you progressive? Are you conservative? What box do you, you fit in? Which exactly, box do you check? Completely. Are you an enemy, enemy or an right, right. no. Like, what filter should I use when I'm looking at you? And like, I've always been an independent minded person. Mm. Always. Be sure to check out the full interview wherever you get your podcasts.